you come on out? The sun is out. The okay, sun is good. out. So Before we start, James, could you please tell me where is your watch? You have a watch every time I see you today. I just forgot it. Sometimes I don't put it. I know. What? I don't know. I got up this morning. I wasn't doing my usual routine, so it just didn't get put on. So you have a routine, but you don't. You know, you like skip skip part of your routine. I'm a periodic fanatic about it. If I, I have a routine. So every morning I go one, two, three, four. Now I can go out the door. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. How old? I know. I, I am free. You look like you're like 50, the but thing, you sound like you're five. <laughs> the problem is my mind is constantly, you know, spinning. And I'm like, oh, I got to do this. And I'm also, you know, and it's slightly dangerous. Is, that, is that the drugs? The it could have been. It could have been. Okay. But the thing is, is that... I count to four and I know I have everything, the, the bare necessities, the kit, car, the car keys, right? You wake, my up, wallet. you wake up with your car keys? Well, when I walk out the door, I want to have my car keys. Yes, I understand that. But I, I, had, I had an acquaintance in college who locked himself out like almost every Well, I got a procedure for not locking myself no, out. It's just time. funny. You know, he couldn't figure this. You know, he was, this is his art design school. And he was studying architecture, which is so typical that an architect would forget his own keys. Um, but you would think he would maybe design around that problem? Sorry. I suppose. So where was I at? Oh, okay. So first Counting thing is four. the keys. Number two is my wallet. I can't. Oh. I'll, I'll go to a grocery store and I'll reach to my back pocket at the cash register and go, ah, crap. I know that happens sometimes. Here's the thing. When you said... I have a morning routine. I thought you meant when you wake up in bed, you oh. count to four before you get out of bed, which sounds a little bit psychotic. Well, yeah. not psychotic, just dumb. You know, no, I hear what you're saying. No, I have a routine, you know, before I walk out the door. That the makes a whole lot more sense. Okay, sorry, sorry. No, I have no routine for when I wake up other than, you know, my little drawings that I do every morning. Oh, yeah. You, so you do that the first thing? It's the first thing I do. That would explain it then. Yeah, so. That you're doing it while you're not fully awake. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is I used to get up as a kid early in the morning, like, I don't know, five-ish. And it was only so I could get in my cartoon time before school started. Because mm -hmm. my parents didn't wake up till like 6.30. So I knew if I got up around 5.30, I could watch comics for at least an hour. And I know people don't do this anymore, but once upon a time, there was an alternative number system. I think it was UH, UHF. Is UHF. Yeah, UHF. You know, you had your regular ABC, NBC, but you had this other dial on the TVs that uh -huh. had these other channels. I don't know. I mean, I have a vague recollection, but I don't think I ever did anything with it, or I don't have any understanding of what you're talking about. At the time when I was real little, I lived in California, and they had a show. It was a little bit like um, like something you'd see like in Godzilla, you know, like that kind oh, of yeah. quality, black and white. It was called Ultraman. Just, and I love that show. Just for context, though, what we're talking about is old-fashioned TVs that got their signal over the air. Yeah, yeah so over you, the air. You, depending upon what frequencies you were, you were tuning into, you would get different shows. Or if you were, I don't know, this UHF, I, like I said, I don't remember. I, I remember the word. I don't know anything about it, though. I guess that was like It was AM, just the alternative, right? AM versus FM or something like that. Exactly. Okay. That, you know, that's a good example. It's, you had it. FM, well, which everybody wanted to listen to. I, I am smart, so I come up with good examples. One other station, well, there was a couple other stations. One was all in Spanish, right? Just like how AM used to be. Remember, you had it almost like all the Spanish stations were on AM there for a while. Well, I grew up in New York, so there was oh. no, I don't think there was any In Spanish the West Coast, it was at that time. So anyways, so I watch Ultraman every morning, 
which I've looked it up a few times and I can hardly find anything about it. It's just like, I've that's, watched that for years and you can't find any. It's like I was watching a show that didn't exist. That's pretty normal. I mean, I even shows, you know, for white people uh, on normal television, I, I, I don't go looking for them, but I do occasionally stumble across them and then I will do a little more search on them and there's, there's no there's no content around yeah. like there was this I don't remember the name of the show but there was a show basically they were driving around a pimped out uh, minivan it was like an earth pod or something they were in the future and they were earth warriors and they were trying to save the planet and I, I, I was in love with it because it was early sci-fi and I guess I fell in love with sci-fi really early on you know there's not a lot of content on now why would there be it, it was a it was a, like a maybe a three season show for kids from the 70s well that's the thing about when you're a kid it could be one season and for some reason, you love watching stuff. Kids just watch the same stuff over and over and over again. I mean, until they're like back in the day when there were VHS tapes, you know, the tape would wear out from being watched so many times. Right. Well, that and also the young brain is very good at absorbing information, which is really makes it even worse that we were using our young, impressionable brains to suck up this this terrible, Disney, terrible TV shows. Because TV in the 70s and 80s and in through the 90s was just bad. Yeah, well, there was some good stuff, though. Come on. The only good stuff was the stuff that was left over from, like, leftovers. Like, Gilligan's Island was is genuinely a good show. I mean, it's stupid, but it's a genuinely good stupid show, as opposed to, like, uh, Three's Company, which was genuinely a dumb show. I know yeah. people are going to remember that. I don't know what that says about that. you, but I love both of those shows. I, I, <laughs> I remember loving Three's Company, but oh, okay. looking back at it, I said, wow, that was a really dumb show. Yeah, but we know why we liked it. We're both men. Okay. I would <laughs> or think- young boys. Let's just face it. They always had amazingly beautiful women on that show. But it was Charlie's you, Angels you, for me. Oh, I, could, yeah. I couldn't tell you the plot line. I couldn't, t- I couldn't tell you what Charlie looks like. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking. I could tell you what all the women like. Even the bad... See, in television in the 70s, the ugly guy was always the bad guy, right? I don't know if that's true. Am I wrong? I don't know. I, With the exception of maybe uh, Hawaii Five-0, I don't know. The women were always be- just amazingly beautiful on Charlie's Angels. What good, the bad, everybody. They were all just beautiful women. I'm, I'm not going to say that I prefer brunettes because of Wonder Woman, but oh, there's right. a strong chance. Oh, she was so beautiful. Good God. Uh, I see like old... Um, I need a moment. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I don't know what it was about her either. She and, and she so- lives here. She lives in Phoenix. Really? Yeah, I don't remember her name now. Carter, actress. Uh, not Jen. That's it. I'm pretty sure she's been here. <laughs> we're so late. The woman again. that we're both in love with. Again, I'm not gay, but I'm pretty sure she's been like in gay pride marches or something. I think she was became a big icon of. That. Yeah, I think you are right about that. I think it's because of the Wonder Woman thing, though. Yeah, because it's very fashionable. I mean, there's a certain. That outfit that she had is amazing. Yeah. I, th- I don't think it is. I am totally gay. Linda Carter. Linda? Yeah. It's not Linda. Is. Linda Carter? Yeah, yeah. I'm totally gay for her. Wait, that makes me straight. I'm totally straight. Uh, what was, yeah, you were saying old TV shows, UHF. And- oh, UHF. Okay, so there was another thing that I used to watch and I used to tell all my friends about it and they would look at me like I had a third head, like three head, you know, like crazy man. And it was a show called Doctor Who. Uh, yeah. No one had ever seen that. Like, oh, it's cool. It's got like this box. I didn't know what, what that box was. Now, as an adult, I know now it's a phone box. But at the time, I was like, he's got like this box and travels back and forth. He's got this crazy curly hair. And they're looking at me like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That for, doctor. Yeah. I grew up with that. I don't remember. He's, I think he's number seven or something. I, I, that was my doctor, too. Yeah. Everybody well, has their doctor. 
That's interesting. Um, the doctor's a girl now. Yeah, I saw that. I haven't seen that ser- the series yet. I don't have. I mean, it seems kind of weird that they would be after like having ten male doctors suddenly. I don't mind when they do that a lot of times, but sometimes it seems like it might be a little bit there. Have you seen any like the old, old, old black and white episodes? Oh yeah, I have actually. I've seen a few of them. I started getting them from the library, oh. and then I stopped going to the library. That's <laughs> do libraries still have videos? Oh stuff? yeah, they have. It's not a great selection, but they have a pretty. The library near me, I used to get videos too. The one, the one downtown, but um, yes, I was watching the old ones. It was kind of sporadic, you know. You could. I was trying to watch more, but that that uh, failed pretty quickly because. And it also doesn't really matter because they were, they didn't really care from week to week. They would change. They're complete, completely changed basically. Uh, and then and then the doctor would die or something. There'd be a new doctor. Yeah, and that always was kind of weird about the show. I have to. That, I thought that I was never, genius. I think that was really one of the genius parts of the show is they can replace their main character. And they and that's the other thing I really like about it is that they just, it, it's. They, they change characters. You know, characters come and they go, and I don't know if they die so often. But it's not something, you know, so many shows get stuck into having one cast. Like, I love the next uh, Star Trek Next Generation, but they had the same, almost this, the identical cast from day one through the, the final episode. And that's just not real. That's kind of dumb. Yeah. And it, feel, it, it gets tired after a while. And I think that's, I think you're right. That is the thing about, I think that's why it's probably isn't it the longest running show? What's that? TNG? Oh, oh, uh, Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Yeah, yeah, I think I believe so. And I'm, I'm because of that one little element that they can change characters. They had an, a long hiatus though. I think uh, through I don't know when they made the last episode, but like in the nineties. Well, they're getting ready to then, stop it again. I thought. Oh, I don't know. No, I'm just saying that there was there's like there's a gap, but they did they picked it up again. Going back to old TV, so get up early in the morning, watch these old TV shows. I had a new sibling, my, my youngest sister was born. And then my mom started sleeping in even later <laughs> for whatever reason. And um, my dad actually started going to work earlier. So that there was this little window in there where I could get an extra half hour. I used to watch for many years, just before I walked out the door, the Batman series. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's another great series. But again, what is that's from the 60s. Yeah, but it was, you know, reruns in the 70s yeah. and 80s when I was watching it. I just... Um, that's what I grew up on, this little teeny slot in the morning where I have like my little, I can watch whatever the heck I want. I don't have to share the TV. The whole point of getting up early is years later, and now I'm getting up early to have that quiet time also. So my wife used to get up closer to seven o'clock. So I would get up, you know, a little bit before six. Well, her hours have changed. So now she's getting up a little before six. So now I'm not kidding you. Now I'm getting up at, 4 30 in the morning just to avoid your family not to avoid them. oh it's come on. <laughs> now it's to get that quiet no, time i actually do understand so, did i mention this before that um i when i was working in houston at one point i was working with a plastics company and I, oh, oh this is also i had the gallery at the same time so i had i had my own gallery business and i was also working full-time job but you had to, so, you had to pay the bills <laughs> well you know otherwise yeah i was not very i from my perspective, I think I was a very good gallery owner in that I was able to put the gallery together very well. I had good shows and relatively good artists for the level of gallery that I had. I presented well. I was able to get all the mechanics of the thing in place and operating properly. I just was terrible at sales, which is kind of the only thing you really need. Yeah, you can actually have all those elements going. Yeah. And if you can sell. It does <laughs> not matter. I, You know, I am pretty good at sales. I mean, I don't think I'm pretty good. I'm really good at sales. And people always tell me, 
I'm really good at sales. And you know what I say? I hate doing sales. People go, oh, you, but you, you're so good at it. I'm like, I had something about putting your, I don't know. It, I especially Maybe. hate sales when I'm not really into the product. You know what I mean? Well, that I can understand. I don't think I could sell a product that, that I didn't like. Yeah, I could. I could. It, I just, I won't do that job very long. As soon as I don't like it, I'm out of there. After, as soon as I realize, I just can't, I can't personally justify me trying to talk somebody into purchasing something okay, that so I don't personally like, even though I know it's good for them, so I don't like it. So you're a personable, that makes you a good salesperson, but you have a conscience, which makes, conscience, which makes you a bad salesperson. <laughs> Um, so when I was at the gallery and yeah. also working full time, so my deal was I would work uh, four 10 hour days at the plastics company. And then I have Friday and Saturday to run the gallery. Oh. Uh, and then Sunday, you know, to do whatever my wife needed me to do. Um, <laughs> so that worked out great. But the wonderful thing about that was that I had an, uh, an hour in the morning at the, at the office and an hour in the evening at the office where nobody else was there. And that's when I got most of my work done because it was so damn quiet. Also, it was a great shift because I spent less time driving since I was not driving quite as much in the rush hour. So it was it was bonus all around. Actually, I did the same thing uh, when I worked at Office Depot for about a year. We got shifted to the night shift, and we were doing we were doing four days for ten hours, and that was amazing. That was a great time. Four days for ten hours, like a nurse. I don't know the nurses. I thought they worked more than that. Don't they work like seven days for twelve hours? You know, it seems like I, can I, I just I, say something? I've I, talked no, a little, no. I'm okay, go ahead, go ahead. I talked to some not nurses, and it just seems like they get punished. I mean, yeah, they, just, they do. It's their their work schedule. They let, let me tell you something that happened this morning. So, I got up this morning, made my cup of coffee. I know, I know, you make me a nice cup of coffee every morning, and I always appreciate that. But well, that's correct. Sometimes correct. I need <laughs> I need a little coffee before I get here, and. Anyway, so I get up and I go in the fridge and the whole milk's gone. That's what I like usually having my coffee. I'm like, oh, I got to go to the store. That is cool. So I'm, I'm off to the grocery store and I'm, I'm in there and I'm by, you know, I go, you know what? I'm going to treat the family some things. I don't know if it's really a treat, but I'm going to buy them a dozen donuts. So I get a box of dozen donuts and I'm going to my car and there's this nurse. I mean, she's, I'm assuming she's a nurse. She's got the nurse clothes. Maybe she's a doctor, but she... Scrubbed. She's she had scrubs on. She was filling up this big thing of water. She's probably getting water for her kids before she started her day. I don't know. I open the door and the box of donuts flips upside down. In, you know, like in the center of a parking lot, you have the two lines. And in the middle, middle, there's always that like greasy, oily spot you try to step over. Falls face down in there. Luckily, the box doesn't open up. I'm like, and I said a, a word that I would normally not say in the presence of another woman another and, woman huh another woman a, a woman a woman yeah I just had to catch yeah, yeah i did say another I'm anyways being, i'm being a jerk so she runs over from her filling her water bottle from the you know the the dispenser yes there. yes she goes oh i'll get it for you and she picks it up for me and i was thinking i do that kind of crap for people all the time i see i you know i see an old lady you know i don't remember anybody ever helping me out and i remember thinking my God, this must be an angel. But and then I said, obviously she's an angel because she's a nurse. She this is part of her character. And I always wonder why people don't help each other out. I think we briefly talked about this last time too. And 
And when she came over to help me, I couldn't stop thanking her. And she's probably thinking, this guy's an idiot. All I did is pick up his donuts. But I'm like, my God, somebody actually, you know, cared. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, so I thanked her when I picked it up. I closed the door. I said, that's very kind of you. And then I walk out the, you know, I get just before I walk in the door, I turn around and I go, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And as I'm driving away, I roll down the window and said, thank you again. She must have thought I was insane. That seems a little much. But it you was, know, it's- but I couldn't get over it. And even when I'm driving away, I'm like, holy crap, that lady made my day. It's okay to be emotional. I mean, you are a woman after all. Oops. Ooh, that, oh, we got to cut that one out. Oh. No, obviously, Anyways, obviously so, not. Um, but, just to put things in context, here in Phoenix, we have little huts for water dispensaries. So you can, there are in a lot of um, parking lots, there are these small buildings that only dispense water. So you can, is that what you're talking about where she was just? No, that's actually where I get my water. This is old guy that owns this thing. And you walk in. I don't know. Well, place, where, where was she getting her She water? was getting, I don't want to say the company because you always you say, say I'm advertising free for people. Anyways. She, it's one of the blue boxes that sits in front of a grocery store, and you can put like your five gallon jug. Yeah, that's in. what I was talking about. I think those are fro- isn't that just I like a scam? No, it's basically filtered one. water. You might as well just buy filter for your uh, well, house. That's the thing. I have tap water at my house, so I don't buy water. I'm not some kind of crazy person. Oh, so in the summertime, and, and I did the, the, I did the research. I did the research, and Phoenix has clean water. Oh yeah, I drink. We actually we are above uh, national standards for. But you water. know it. You lived in New York, and I've tasted the water that comes out of the spigot there. That water tastes amazing. It used the, to. Oh, well, the water here has gotten better over the years, but it's never tasted like the new. I mean, you're basically drinking, not, they bottle that Niagara water and sell it all around the world. I don't think it's the quality that it used to be. When I was growing I up, yes, it was actually known worldwide for having amazingly good water. Oh, so but good. I, I'm pretty sure it has come down significantly. Uh, and, and, you know, in Phoenix, we're not drinking spring water, it's heavily filtered. And chlorine and whatnot. Yeah, and chloride. So I, you know, I grew up around here, and so I've spent many years swimming in lakes. And I always think that the tap water has just like a slight taste of lake, Furman, little lake. Furman taste to it. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's just all the minerals in there, so it's actually probably really good for you. But I'm just telling you, there is a guy who owns a building that I get filtered water in the summer because we drink it so much, and I love the way it tastes. It's just like, oh my, god, I could just drink this water all day, like as if it was like a beverage, you know? It is a beverage. I suppose it is. <laughs> Just I don't ever up. consider water beverages, but I know people. I know technically it is. Well, I don't drink very much. I drink water. I drink coffee, which is basically basically water, and I drink soy milk. So I don't know can why. I re- you, can I, I visit the soy milk thing? Don't know why. Have you read about else. how soy milk soy milk could possibly not be good for men? Yes. And you don't care. I feel okay. You d- you look okay. I told my boys. You know, because I, I, I got the same nonsense for I'm a cyclist, and and they say, oh, you know. Riding on a bicycle seat is going to make you infertile. Oh, like, right. Um, just, tell that to my kids. Just one point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, you probably ride a little more than you do. I have, I mean, I don't ride a lot. I'm not a super cyclist, but I have about 1,200 miles for the year so far that I've ridden this year. And since I've been keeping track over the past 10 years, it's, it's actually lower than average than it should be because I've had some things in the past 10 years, but I've uh, probably about 7,000 miles. But doesn't your, like, your little, that little special space between the doesn't that ever, doesn't that ever uh, well if you want to get sort? into it no here's <laughs> I mean, the thing come on here's the thing about riding so uh, you you look at a, a professional or a series cycle cyclist bicycle seat and it's narrow and thin and then you look in and you look at what most people think of as a comfortable saddle it's wide and super fluffy 
Uh, those super fluffy seats get really aggravating after more than a few miles of riding because the squishiness squishes around and kind of pushes on different parts of the anatomy that you don't really want pushed on. Whereas yeah. the hard ones, uh, really your bones are sitting, are resting on those. And what, what you need, you need a few miles of riding on those before the muscles on the bone get built up enough to, to Oh, take I that. see. I see. But okay. it's more supportive. So there's a guy I know here in town. Uh, he's a lawyer. To, I wanted to finish my, Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. How much of a man I am. All right. Let's hear it. When we decided to conceive the son that we uh, my wife came off, I think, just thinking about coming off the pill, I got her impregnated. Like, basically, as fast as we could, I got her, I could impregnate her, she was impregnated. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm so glad you shared that As far that as being us. a man, <laughs> I fulfill my role very easily. So there's this guy in town. His name is Sam. And he's, without he's any effort. <laughs> okay. So anyway, if anybody needs my some... services. Oh, sorry. You try to sorry. I will, I will now stop interrupting you. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. The guy is, if he's not 80 already, he's very close to 80. And I visit with him once, once in a blue moon, and and he's been bicycling for I think 50 years, and he's got like awards on the wall of his offices, and you go to his house, he's got pictures of him as a young man riding the bike. I mean, this guy is a this is the part that blows me away. He goes miles and miles on these rides. And he's, like I said, he's, he's either near 80 or over 80 years old. He does not look like a bicycle guy. I mean, I can picture, you know, someone of his age being a bicycle guy, you know, muscly. You know, you've never met these guys. No, no, this guy, he, I'm sure he doesn't actually weigh 300 pounds, but he looks like he weighs 300 pounds. He has a massive belly. He's got the the heavy face. He talks about these bicycle rides he goes, and he must go. I don't think he's lying. He has pictures of him on these rides, and I'm like, and but yet, I find it surprising that a guy that old and that overweight can go on these crazy bike rides. I don't judge people's fitness based on their shapes because I've seen the same. I was on a ride a couple of years ago on South Mountain. So this is uh, South Mountain is a great mountain here in Phoenix because they're just. It is spider webbed with trails, off-road trails, but there's also a really great paved road that goes straight down Central. Central is the main street here in Phoenix. You take Central all the way down into the park and drive up to the uh, to the top of the mountain on the paved road. It's it's kind of crazy. It's a beautiful drive. It's also a great ride because it's about 1,500 miles from uh, about 1,500 miles. It's about 1,500 feet of elevation. I think. Of it. So, Will you repeat that? I, I can't seem to hear over this airplane. <laughs> I was saying the the ride up from the base of the South Mountain to the, to the peak on the paved road, as opposed to the off-road trails, is probably about 1,500 feet. So it's a, it's a good workout. And if you do that a couple of times, you know, you can get a couple thousand feet of elevation in. You can kind of Everest it. Uh, and one day, one day I was I was doing that ride and um, I caught up to this older guy who, you know, had a belly. Uh, not as not he was, wasn't fat, but he was more of a barrel chest. He was you know not not the thin ultra light. He wasn't what like you see like like a, Chris uh, a bike magazine. Chris Froome, a, a former champion of the Tour de France, uh, English rider. Uh, he's like you turn him sideways and he disappears. He, he yeah, is, that's how I always picture. And yeah. those those skinny veiny legs. Yeah, my brother-in-law rides bikes mm-hmm. and he's super thin. And I always think, okay, that's a typical. Or you, for example, you're yeah. in good shape. 
you're thin as can be. Yeah. I think, okay, nice. these are bicycle guys. I get it. Uh, I guess it's like the trails. I go hiking and once in a while, I'll see like this old guy's like, but he's out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> hiking along me. Well, this guy had no trouble breathing. So this older guy, I catch up to him and, and, and we ride along for a while, but we get to the really steep part. There are a couple of really nasty parts. And one of the nasty surprises on, on South Mountain is that the last stretch is, is like the steepest. So you think you're just about to the top and then you get the steepest part of the trail or the road, which is kind of nasty, but okay. Um, he takes off. I can't keep up with him. Oh, did I also mention he was one-armed? No. Yeah, he had one arm. So he, he's Wait, okay. So if he has one arm, does he hold one side like a regular guy and it's just missing, or do he put his arm kind of in the middle? He has a prosthetic with at the end of the prosthetic instead of a hand, it's a clip that snaps onto the handlebar, which is a little bit crazy. Oh, and, and I, there's another guy who I thought was I've, I've seen for years now, and I thought he was just injured because he's he rides around with his arm in a sling, but I've seen him. It's been years he's had his, in the sling, so I'm assuming that that's a permanent disability. And he just, he's, a, he's a monster rider. He, he passes me all the time. But he's a young guy. He's younger than me, so I don't, I don't, I'm not surprised by that. But it's also a little scary. I'm scared when I'm coming down that hill because, you know, going down a hill for several miles, and if you're not careful, you, you know, pretty easy to wipe out at 30 miles an hour. And on a bike, that would be not a happy... I love bike riding, but I'm not, I'm not into the, like, the fast bikes. You were talking about the big fat seat. Every summer, I think I've told you, I kind of managed to do this over the years i take try to take july off as much as possible i try to spend july in los angeles and or somewhere cool um i mean cool in temperature i always get these giant huge beach cruisers with the biggest fattest seat yep and i'll get up not early morning but you know maybe i don't know nine ish and i'll talk somebody into going with me and i'll i'll ride the whole south bay from one end, which is, if you know South Bay, Torrance is kind of one end, and the other end, Malibu. And I try to ride the whole way. How far is that? Because I don't know. I don't know. How long does it take you? All day to get there. Oh, wow. Yeah, all day to get there. And But I don't go fast. I just I just cruise. And people say, why don't you get a nice little bike so you can go faster? And I'm like, I'm not here for the, the speed. Yes. I think I get just much exercise because that is a heavy bike. Yes. And then yes. I also have a rack on the back, which I have mm-hmm. a beach towel, you know, or in case I, in case I want to, and I load up with water. And so it's not the lightest bike. It's extra heavy. I think I get almost the same workout as if not more. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. So I see a lot of these guys who have feather light bike, featherweight bikes and you can literally buy, build a road bike as opposed to a mountain bike, a road bike, you know, skinny tires, drop bars, the fancy, weird looking bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 10 pounds. Uh, yeah. My, my brother-in-law has something like that. And I've ridden it. And, 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 and I love a, it. Here's the funny thing, though. So mine, I have a 20-year-old road bike, which to me doesn't sound old, but I, I guess it is. And it's steel, which nobody uses anymore. It's 18 and a half pounds. And I don't even really try to make it light, but that's pretty light. If you buy a new bike, most new road bikes are going to cost you two or $3,000 and they're going to be 20 pounds. Did I tell you about my, okay, so this is a Furman story. So are you ready for it? <laughs> I don't know if you are. I'm trying to think if there's, a, oh, no, I do, hold on that. I just want to finish up thought on the cycling. I don't, I'm not a bicycle snob. When I see a beast cruiser, I'm happy to see another cyclist. And like, you know, the fat saddles, you know, if you don't ride a lot, that's the right saddle to use. I'm not oh, saying okay. those are the wrong saddles. It just depends on what kind of riding you're doing. I see. So... I went to a school in California, I went to Cal State Dominguez, and they have this exchange program with schools in the country, it's not like abroad. 
And so because our school was so close to the beach, a lot of kids would come to our school in exchange, not knowing they were going to go to a pretty mediocre school. At least it was at that time, pretty mediocre school. But they, they were just going, I want to go to school next to the beach. And I had, it was close. It was like, I think it was eight miles. So anyways, because I went to that school, I met all these kids from Delaware. And they said, oh, you should come to our school. And so I finally signed up for this thing. And so I went to school in Delaware. Oh, my God. You didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. University of Delaware. Uh, they have the hen, the blue hen, which is the only female mascot, a uh, college mascot. I don't know much about Delaware because all I've ever done in Delaware is drive through it for about five seconds. Well, it doesn't seem like the there's all, I can tell you so many stories about my short periods in Delaware. Uh, it's a very interesting place. But anyways, I had a friend that lived up in near uh, north of Philadelphia in, a, in an area of Bucks County. But I had no money. I was barely scraping through, and I'm on this now exchange program. And also, I had just gotten back. How old are you at this point? 23. What? Wait, how are you 23 and going to school? Oh, I went to school for years. God, years. So anyway, this, is, this is college. This is college. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm thought, sorry. For some reason, I thought we were talking high school. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cal State Dominguez is a one uh, part of the Cal State system. I, I didn't. I didn't realize that. I should have. I should have known. That. I should realize. Anyway, but I like. I like that it's close to Dingus. So you, went to, <laughs> you went to, thinking of Christopher going to Dingus College is about as as on spot as as can be. It's a, I love going there. And I, that's another whole thing. I'm on exchange program and I have no money and I just actually gotten back from a European trip. And I don't I don't know if you know, I'm, I'm sure you know, you've heard some of my stories. When I went to Europe, I had no money for that either. I basically bought a plane ticket and just... We've discussed a little bit about your yeah, bag, just high bag of bondness. So anyways, I had this friend up in Philadelphia and they got me a job where I could work, you know, get some money. So, but I had no car. I had no money to buy, even if I had a car, to buy fuel. I got a job working at a restaurant called the Deer Park. But that was about all the money I had. So on the weekends, I would go up to Philadelphia for work. And here's the crazy thing. I had this old, rusty beach cruiser, right? And I'm talking the chain was rusty. I had to like stand to really get it going. I would jump on, now people from the East Coast are going to, not going to believe the story. I would jump on the freeway on 95, 95, and I rode that road on the side from the University of Delaware. Once I got to the road, I cut through some areas to get, you know, make it the safest spot. I would jump on the 95 and I'd ride that thing up to Philadelphia. I did it for, oh my gosh, I must have did it for at least three months. And how long, how long did it take to ride there? Oh, all day. It took me... It took me about four and a half. Well, actually, you know, I got better at it. So in the beginning, it was like six hours. And at the end, I think I was getting it down to, uh, I don't want to say four and a half hours. And I don't want to say four, but somewhere like in that little window. All right, there it is. So anyways, and I used to write it. And I'll tell you, cops used to pull me over. um, And I would always just, the story was always the same. I'd say, yeah, I was trying to cross. And I was just, I got lost and I couldn't figure out how to get back off. And they would say, well, go back the way you came. And, and I would go back and then so so wait five minutes and jump back on. You're not on the feeder. You're on the shoulder of 95. Yeah. Yeah. People honk the horn at me. Which, <laughs> to be clear, is illegal. Yeah, I know. Though, you know, quote, I say illegal. I, I'm a bit of a libertarian and I will take guidelines from the, I will take, quote, guidelines from the government, but I don't really think of them as 
quote lost. Well, the sign specifically said no, no I know, I know. walkers, I know. hitchhikers. It didn't say anything about oh, no, no, riding they're, your bike. They're outlawed too. <laughs> I'm not saying it wasn't against. Well, the police officer informed me of the law, or at least the three that tried to, you know, pull that me over. That does vary state to state, though. There are a lot of, in Arizona, you can ride on most of the highways. Oh, I don't think I knew that. But it was really crazy because I've driven, you know, a car yeah. in crazy traffic, like in Los Angeles, yep. which is so slow. And uh, New York, I've been, you know, I've been around. So I've driven to crazy places where the traffic just crawls. And I have to tell you. Once I started getting into the city, I was keeping up with the cars. It wasn't like someone's going to crash into me from speed. I was keeping up with them. Right. <laughs> and so I never felt like in danger. I didn't really like the idea of sucking in that the emissions. I knew it wasn't going to be forever. You know, it's just. And it probably wasn't that bad. Yeah. It, you know, people that breathe in things that can cause cancer. I think that it's it's the doing it over a long t period of time, you know, doing it just like for a couple well, months. The emissions, I mean, they're not going to, they're not going to kill you. I don't think. I mean, it's not like you're sucking directly at their uh, tailpipe. I, I felt like it sometimes. Uh, <laughs> of course now 95, I, I don't live up there anymore, but my parents still live up there and they complain bitterly now. 95 is basically a parking lot all the way up. That's how it was. That's how it was sometimes. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Okay. Even back then it was like, that well, sometimes. when I was growing up there, I, I was driving it every day and you know, it was fine. You know, a rush hour would be slow, but then, you know, during the day, it would be clear, but apparently it's now completely. Yeah. Well, I, I not, have to tell you, as terrible as that ride was, I really liked it. Because um, once we got into Philadelphia, you know, I went by the Coliseum there and went through some very interesting neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And people are like, even it's so funny when you're on a beach cruiser. And I was a white guy with really long blonde. My back then, my hair was a lot lighter colors. It was like almost like golden color. And so I'd be riding my bike through certain neighborhoods, and everybody would be like, "But I, I was doing it all the time." And after a while, people started to know me as the oh, guy cool. on the beach cruiser with the long golden locks, and they would wave to me. And I used to think, "Hey, maybe I should move to you know, maybe I could be part of the city of brotherly is a brotherly love." Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I could be part of this. I, you know. I even thought about moving that neighborhood because people were actually pretty friendly. It's me. all on the vibe, man. It was. I had, you know, I, I think I was doing the vibe thing. So <laughs> I, I'm not quite as uh, low rent's the wrong word because that is a snobby thing to say about bikes. But uh, when I ride, I have some nice bikes. Uh, of course, the irony about that is that my father was dirt poor when he grew up. I never had a bike because they were too poor to have a bike. So he never learned how to ride a bike. Well, they just, he's 82 now. And, and he's had your he father. Has, yeah, he has back problems, and so the thing they recommended to him to get him active was a recumbent bike. So they bought a stationary recumbent bike, and the irony there is that he spent more on that bike that doesn't go anywhere than I've ever spent on any bike that I've ever bought, which is kind of a little bit irony. Well, you know, ironic. I don't get the station. I get it for your dad, but I don't understand. Like even at the gym, when you see these people on bicycles, and I'm like. Why are you doing that in the gym? Why aren't you outside? I don't get it. I mean, is it because they want to watch TV? I don't. I don't get it. I don't get. And here's the crazy thing: I have a stationary bike, and it no, it never gets used. And I'm like, that's why, because it's boring. But people love them. Have you ever been to the gym and not seen at least one person on a stationary bike? Well, I don't go to the gym because it's just. I don't but you know there's a thing called a gym where people oh, yeah, go yeah, no, to it, and there are bikes there that people sit around and. 
I'll tell you, I, I had a really great experience. It made me feel absolutely wonderful. I went to uh, Orange Theory, I think it's called. Uh, my my niece got me to go with her. Very expensive, which is why I never went back. Well, one of the reasons I never went back. But it's it's a small gym where they give classes, and you're only there if you're in the class. So it's kind of like a spinning class, but it's uh, cross-training, whatever that is. So you, you jump on the treadmill for five minutes, and you do weightlifting, and then you do push-ups, and then rowing machine so and I, I like the idea of it because you know you get a really nice varied workout in a very limited amount of time but the hook is that they have you hooked up to hot heart monitor and you're supposed to be in the orange zone you want oh, to keep right, your, right, I've seen these. your heart rate at a certain level that means you know you quote getting the most you know science is great but it always changes so i'm always very skeptical of anytime someone tries to package science and sell it to me because they're usually wrong uh, they're, you know, they're usually cherry picking the science and, and not really giving you the full data or it's so so small of a fact that it doesn't really make a difference. But anyway, uh, I had such a great experience there because they would show your heart rate on the monitor. So you're basically competing against everybody else. It was my first time there. I was probably, no, I, w I was the oldest person there and I got the best rate. I was like, I don't remember how they rated me. Are you bragging, James? Totally <laughs> this is not a humble brag. I destroyed the competition. I don't remember what the score was, but the score was something. My score was like in the 40s, and everybody else's score was at the highest was in the 20s. So I was doing like twice the amount of work that these little kids were doing. <laughs> so kids? These young kids. <laughs> well, I say young kids. They're like just 20. like 10 year olds. No, like, they were 20s and 30s. Like, I'm kicking their booty. No, I do love that too. I love the idea of just. <laughs> I'm just teasing. No, that's fine. Well, it's, it, it was a great experience, like I said, because I just I, so it was a kind of it was a drop the mic moment. It's like okay, I have done this better than anyone else did it, right? And why would I go back? <laughs> mic dropped. I, I I proved I can beat the crap out of you kids. But you you know you said something funny that caught me. Besides the kid thing, I went to a concert once where they had all these stationary bikes. They were telling us, which I did not believe for a second that we were generating electricity that was going to go assist in making this concert happen. And we're, I'm talking about a big name. And I'm like, I remember thinking, I'm like, uh, I don't think so. No, no, I believe it could be going to it, but it's so trivial. I mean, yeah. have you been to the Science Museum? Which one? I don't know. I've been to a few. Let's say the Children's Museum. I don't know if the Children's Museum has this, but there are plenty of Science Museums that I've been to that have the bicycle connected to the light bulb. And you got to spin pretty hard. Oh my to get gosh, I know. Yes, I have done that. So, uh, the one in LA, I remember years ago, I was with my my uh, nephew, and they had one of these. And um, yeah, I remember thinking, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of energy. Light bulb going. Of course, but I will tell you, it made me think, wow, wind energy. I mean, that's what really, you're just getting something to go around, right? I mean, electricity is always about getting something to go in a circle. But I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, so this is a really good argument for wind, right? I mean, you got a hundred windmills, you know, I got a hundred light bulbs. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Well, I guess this is where I'm going with this is that when I was riding that bike, I, m I remember thinking wind went right into my brain, windmills and all kinds of crap. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, like that whole thing in Palm Springs. We, we, we have, you know, we have the data to know where it blows hard and where they should go. So you put them there, you put them off the coast as long as, you know, doesn't bother some have you ever been up to um near st john up northern arizona no 
they have on all the businesses little teeny windmills, like little teeny wins. Mm-hmm. And like almost every business has like a little That's interesting. one. And I remember I went there years ago and I remember thinking, my God, someone should, I don't, why hasn't anybody put a wind farm up here? Anyways, there's massive ones now up there. Okay. Massive. Well, it's also a balanced approach. In Arizona, we also have some sun. So I have, I don't, you can't see them actually very well from the street, but we have panels on, on a roof. And it takes about care of about 80% of our needs. Do you, are they solar cells or are they the panels? For heating up water and whatnot. Oh, no, no, no. There's, there's photovoltaic. Oh, yeah, yeah. So do you remember the old days when they used to, and you don't see them as much anymore, but they had these boxes basically yeah. where your water ran through and it heated it up and I thought mm-hmm. it was you know, very nice. But then as an adult, after seeing these as kids everywhere in Phoenix, I started thinking, so that water is sitting in hot plastic all day? <laughs> well, not necessarily plastic. I mean, it depends what the tank is. I suppose. And it depends on the plastic as well. Well, my coffee is gone, James. Well, I'm sorry for that. We're not done yet. We need to. Oh, we're not? No. What do, what I've, got, got? I've got two more things to do. All right. Okay, because uh, I do want to do a little follow-up. We're going up to an hour, but that's good. Are we really? Yeah. Yes, one follow-up from the TV com- comments we had earlier. Yeah, I wanted to go back there. Well, I don't want to spend too much time, because like you said, we are- You had something else on your list I want to- Shut up and let me get on with it. All right, so back to the TV we were talking about earlier. You know, as I said, most of the TV in the 80s and 90s, 70s, 80s and 90s was terrible, just awful stuff. But we, you know, we just took it because that's what we had. My examples of that, I have two examples of the good and the bad. Miami Vice was one of the highest rated TV shows of its time. It was really an awful show. If you want to watch Miami Vice, I recommend you go ahead and do that. Watch the pilot. The pilot is pretty good. The rest of the series from beginning to end is awful. Well, I, but that's that was the highest rating show. But can't you rate any show? Look at when you're talking about old shows, you don't even have to look at the. You don't even have to watch them. All you have to do is see how many times the rerun has played. I think that says it all right there because no one's going to replay a show that it isn't good. Like for example, I Love Lucy has been playing since the beginning of time, right? Or since the beginning of TV. Another one is the Andy Griffith show. I believe the Andy Griffith show is the longest never ending rerun show in American history. It's never stopped. It's always been playing since its creation. There's a couple other old shows, you know, like that. But I can't think of any like rerun shows that are just crap then and crap now. Can you? No, but I don't have as much data as you do. I really, I mean, it's, it's a good premise. Um, so, so my, the good show from the 80s was Magnum P.I. I think it's an underplayed show. And granted, it, for, for its, certainly for its day, it was way better than my It had device. nice cars in it. It had, nice cars. <laughs> it had decent talent and had the stories were generally pretty good. Uh, yeah. It was and it was also Hawaii. I mean, it was much, much, oh my much gosh, nicer. Oh, my gosh, the backdrop was beautiful. It made me want to go to Hawaii. That show, yeah. Hawaii Five-0 didn't do it for me. But when I watched that show, Magnum P.I., I was like, I wouldn't mind living there. That sounds kind of nice. <laughs> So anyway, those but those are good and bad. But the, the Miami uh, Miami Vice was was like a lot of the shows of the day, just badly written. You know, it was so formulaic too. It's like, oh, they would start to hunt a bad guy. Uh, there would be ups and downs in that travel, and that every show would end in a firefight. So what was the point of that? So you, you you're you're a cop and you go around trying to arrest this guy and you just wind up shooting. I don't remember that being oh, part of the... That's exactly what every single episode was. I was always locked into the car. <laughs> there was, oh, yeah, the Testarossa. And, and they don't have that in the pilot. They have a little Ferrari spider in the pilot. Oh. But the Testarossa, the white Testarossa was something to look at. That yeah. was something. 
there was one trippy episode though where they literally like someone on drugs wrote it and it was um a rock star from like the 50s chuck berry it may have been chuck berry chuck berry was in it a was magnum pi or someone of his ilk and it was like they they it was a like a half dream state episode it was still bad but it was at least interesting all right we're, i have to get some coffee and we have to get going but i want to revisit this chuck berry thing because i'll look it up i love chuck berry and every time i examine like modern like rock songs i'll hear something and i'm like oh shit that's that's they just did a chuck berry riff i, I catch it all the time TikTok and Instagram. We're just Can we talk about TikTok here. next time too? Yes. I really, it's all I have so many things to say about TikTok. All right. Me too. All right. Tune in next time where we get a new copy and talk about TikTok. All righty. Talk to you soon. Bye. All I want yes. is a cup. Yes. A very large cup. Yes. In my hand. Yes. A large cup. Hot. Warm. Oh. Cup. It's not tea. And it must be dark, dark brown. Oh, it's made from pink, brown. Make it hot, make it hot, make it very, very hot. Coffee.